Hey everyone, welcome to another week of Come Follow Me, Disciples Journey. This week in Come Follow Me, we are studying Alma chapters 53 through 63. So if you thought the last week's 10 chapters were a lot, guess what? Add one more. 11 chapters this week. Uh, We're going to be finishing out the book of Alma, finishing out the war chapters. Um, We actually get through the record of Helaman, who is the son of Alma, uh, and that's who actually ends up, that's who's finishing this record that we have uh, right now as as the end of the book of Alma. So we're finishing that record out and then uh, getting to the book of Helaman starting next week. Uh, and Helaman is the son of Helaman, so it's Alma, the younger's grandson. Anyway, so this week uh, featured heavily is Helaman uh, and his leading of the sons of the people of Ammon, so the Ammon Ammonites, uh, and this is the anti-Nephi-Lehi's, the people who had converted uh, and made a covenant to no longer shed blood and go to battle. So, well, they're featured heavily for several chapter several chapters in in this week's study. Uh, and and so this week I wanted to try to do basically the same thing I did last week, and that is uh, just do this introductory episode, kind of do high-level overview of the storyline uh, from this week's readings, and then do a few episodes uh, to break up the, the chapters. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Right now I'm planning on probably that'll be about four episodes, I think, to cover this week's, uh, which is actually less than last week, uh, but I, th- I feel like the way that things break out this week, uh, the chapters group together more in threes. So anyway, I reserve the right to do whatever the heck I want because it's my podcast. So that might change that. Just kidding. But uh, that's kind of as I've sat down and planned it, that's where I'm going to go. It may change as I sit down to actually start recording each episode. So we'll see. That's But that's the plan for now. Um, just so you're aware of what to expect this week from the podcast. And so in talking about uh, this week's study, and as I like to do, I, I want to start with the Come Follow Me manual and especially the introduction. And I, I'll, as always, I feel like it's you typically, I really, I do really enjoy the questions most weeks and probably the weeks that I don't enjoy the questions. It's probably more a me problem than anything. Uh, but I really do enjoy the questions throughout the Come Follow Me manual that gets me pondering and thinking about different things. But I do think what I get the most out of every week is the introduction. Uh, it, it kind of sets the tone for my study. I typically read it first and then do my study for the week. And by, st- by reading this introduction, it kind of gets me thinking down some path that I hadn't typically been thinking before. So this week's introduction is uh, talks about the armies of Helaman and they were all very young. Uh, but it says the army of Helaman had some advantages over the Lamanites. So when we get into those chapters, we'll, we'll talk about how young they were and things like that. But um, for the purposes of the introduction and, and what you can take away from this week's study, uh, 
the armies of Helaman were exceedingly young. They were young men. Um, I mean, we're talking like teenagers uh, and probably even a lot of them like mid-teenagers, like 15, 16 years old. So, uh, but here are the, some of the, so, well, from a worldly sense, it's like, how do the, how do they have any advantages? They were not very large. There was only 2000 of them. The Lamanites have, you know, th- tens and thousands of, of people and they're, they're always going against bigger in terms of numbers, armies, they're going up against grown men. They're going up against experienced soldiers and warriors. These, these kids had never fought before their parents in their lifetime had not fought. So it's like, what advantages could they possibly have? Well, here they are. And I love, this is why I love this week's introduction, because it lays this out very, very clearly. There are at least four advantages. Number one, they chose Helaman, a prophet, to lead them, as opposed to the Lamanites who were following, uh, and at this time, well, first they started following Malachiah, but now it's Amaron, his brother, who were wicked, right? So that's the first uh, advantage they have. The second advantage is that they had been taught by their mothers that if they did not doubt, God would deliver them. So they had a good upbringing based on the gospel and based on Christ. Number three, um, the, and that if they did not doubt, God would deliver them. Uh, they they themselves believed that. So they had this belief, which is kind of the same thing as my my last one, which is, and they had exceeding faith in that which had been taught. So yeah, so really there's these three things. It's they chose Helaman to be their leader. They had great and good upbringings and strong mothers. And number three is they had faith and they believed in what they had been taught. They believed in Christ and had faith in Christ and had faith in his plan. And they, they didn't, they, they themselves believed that if they did not doubt that they would be delivered, they had this exceedingly great faith. So, inside of them was their advantage spiritually and that spirituality that faith brought them a power physically that they were able to run and not be weary which we'll talk about and it gave them the ability to have courage in the face of uh, the unknown and danger it gave them uh, literal protection in, so that uh, in facing multiple battles, none of them were killed. And so how can we apply that to our life? Well, in your life, um, well, let's start, up, let's start with some, you're probably hearing my child scream like, like she's being murdered right now. She's not, by the way. She's not being murdered. Uh, I apologize about that, but hashtag kids, hashtag the worst. Just kidding. I love my kids, but I mean, if you're a parent, you you know. Um, how can that be applied to your life? Well, think about just uh, your blessings from day to day and being provided for, uh, whether it's your job or or something else. That there might be people who are more qualified and people who uh, you seemingly don't have any advantages over. But as you are faithful and as you choose the right leaders and have faith in Christ, he'll guide you down the path that you need to be guided down and protect you. So that happens in a worldly sense. And like I said, so being provided for a job, a home, whatever, right? But also 
in the, in a more spiritual sense because uh, as we talk about this week, and, and it'll actually be in the first episode when we really start talking about these this army. But one thing that Helaman understood is that spiritual salvation and spiritual protection is much more important than their physical. Yes, they were protected physically, but there are many other Nephites that weren't who were also righteous. And so sometimes that's our lot in life, right? But what's important is that by choosing the right leaders and by having faith in Jesus Christ, we can be protected spiritually and we will, uh, in the last days and in our last days and in the judgment, great and judgment day, we will be protected and we will be delivered. So let's chat for a moment here about just the storyline where we're going to go this, this week. So, uh, as a catch up here, the, what's just happened in, if you remember back in chapter 52, that we had uh, Lehi, uh, Moroni, and Tiankum, they get together, have a council, decide how they're going to take back the city of Mulek. They um, lure the Lamanites out and go take the city of Mulek. They end up taking a bunch of prisoners. So that's where we sit when we start chapter 53. Um, What's going to happen is they end up using those Lamanites to fortify uh, one of the cities in the north, which is Bountiful. Uh, that's in the north, so remember that the reason that's important, so that the Lamanites can't kind of make that bend up, because uh, they've kind of pushed uh, on the east side quite a bit, um, up around the around Zarahemla and the, and the Nephite land. And Bountiful's in the north, and should Bountiful fall, that would allow the Lamanites to, to really more or less encircle the, the Nephites. Um, so that's what's going to happen. We're going to be introduced to Helaman and how he takes command and why he takes command of the Stripling Warriors and uh, what what went into the Stripling Warrior Regimen uh, uh, troop being formed even. Uh, and then in chapter 54, we're going to get uh, some letters between Am- Amaron, the Lamanite king and Moroni back and forth uh, and just they're wanting to trade some some soldiers uh, some prisoners back and forth and Moroni Moroni's response and we'll, ch- we'll chat about why he responds the way he responds uh, that's in chapter 54 and 55 actually and then <laughs> the, the consequence of uh, Amaron being a little too bold in his request is what happens in chapter 55 that, that they are able, the Nephites are able to reclaim their prisoners without giving up any of the Lamanite prisoners. And then chapter 56, 57, and 58, we get the story of the Stripling Warriors and the battles that they're involved in and their goings on. Goings on. Uh, one thing to keep in mind, and I'll, I'll mention this in the in the later uh, episodes, but the the Helaman, the Stripling Warriors, they primarily end up fighting on the Western Front, on the Western Battlefront. Um, so there, there's a few interesting things to just recognize about that. But there's these two different areas that the that the battles start to uh, commence. Well, and they've been kind of raging on the east and the west two separate locations, but that's, that's where they will be fighting. So then chapter 58 ends with 
he, so chapters 56, 57, 58 are a letter from Helaman to Moroni telling them about what's going on over in, in that realm, in that land, in their theater of the battle. And he ends kind of with saying, we re- we were really hoping to get some help from Zarahemla and the capital city and, and, our, and our people never came. Don't really want to complain because it might be worse for them, but just want to let you know. So then um, chapter 59 and chapter 60 are letters and it outlines Moroni's pleading to Zarahemla and the governor of the land, the chief judge, whose name is Pahoran, saying, hey, what are you doing? You've left us to die and you'll be punished for that, basically. Uh, chapter 61 is Pahoran's response to that. And chapters 62 and 63 kind of wrap up this this war. So chapter 62, the war comes to an end, actually. This war that's been going on since uh, chapter 49 is really started. Uh, but the war chapters really starting chapter 43. These wars come to a close here, uh, as we call them, the war chapters. Really end in chapter 62. Uh, chapter 63... Uh, Moroni's son has taken over the command of the armies, and there's another little skirmish where the Lamanites try to come up, and Moroni Ha, squa- Moroni ha squashes that. Uh, pe- some of the people end up leaving. We learn about Hagoth and uh, going to the north on ships and never being seen again. So we kind of get this settling down a little bit um, of these of these wars as we lead into Helaman. So these wars end, and just a preview of next week, these wars end just in time for the Nephites to think, hey, you know what's kind of been boring around here? We should fight ourselves, and uh, which then ends up weakening them for some more battles with the Lamanites. So when we say it's the war chapters, it is the war chapters because it's heavily uh, focused on these specific battles, and there's a lot more about what happens in each battle and the strategy behind each battle than in other wars mentioned. Uh, but I mean, the book of Mormon is the war chapters. That's the war chapters, the entire book there's wars all throughout. And so, uh, when we're, when we say we're going to wind down these war chapters does not mean that there's going to be peace as we start talking about the, you know, when we get into the book of Helaman next week, but anyway, that's, that's broad overview. What's going to happen. That's the storyline of what's going to happen. We've got, Basically, Moroni in the east dealing with Amaron. Uh, they reclaim a bunch of prisoners, more or less get more Lamanite prisoners. There's some skirmishes, obviously, in the east. And then we flash over to the west side, and we hear what's been going on in the west side of the uh, of the war from Helaman and the Stripling Warriors. And then the two kind of come together, uh, more or less, and... Moroni with Pahoran squash down some rebellions that are going on internally. And once they do that, they're able to be victorious. So one thing to keep in mind, and I will be sure to mention this in the later episodes, and that is just that uh, chapters 56, 57, and 58, we are going to be doing a little bit of a flashback uh, because it's happening simultaneously. Because, it's a, again, it's a letter that Moroni receives, but it's things that have been happening while we've been reading, you know, chapters... 53 and 54 and 55 and so on. What's been happening on the West is Helaman has been with the sons of uh, he, uh, 
the Lamanites, the former Lamanites, the Ammonites, the stripling warriors. He's been over there. So we do get a little bit of a flashback here in this section. So that's another thing that can be a little confusing in these chapters is, is the timeline. Uh, I'll be sure to be cognizant of that and make sure I mention it to you uh, in the episodes coming up. Thank you all for listening. And I look forward to discussing these chapters with you this week. I hope you'll enjoy, enjoy, I hope you will enjoy and join. That's two words, enjoy and join. Uh, I hope you'll enjoy the chapters this week in your studies. And I hope you will join me as we, uh, as I discuss chapters 53, 54, and 55 in the next episode. See you over there.